thank you to everyone who participated in our, our service this morning. Pastor Dave, in his humility, didn't mention that he designed and made that track. So, uh, good job and uh, appreciate uh, that effort. This morning, we are going to be focusing upon the Christmas story, as it were. Of course, it's a, a true narrative of the events that took place in Jesus' life. And the Christmas story is simply this. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this registration was first made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. And Mary, his wife, was with him, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch of their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And as the angels were gone away from them, the shepherds said one to another. That's where I want to stop. The angels said, excuse me, the shepherds said one to another. I titled this morning's message, What's Next? What happens after the angels depart And the decorations come down. What happens when all the awe and the festivity departs? Right now, it's beautiful. We've got the Advent wreath. We've got the poinsettias. We have the other wreaths. We have this beautiful poinsettia Christmas tree. People are dressed up in their finery. Probably at home, you've set up Christmas trees and decorations and lights. And it's Festive, joyous, it's fun to put them up. Isn't it as much fun to take them down? To unstring the tree somehow is not the same as stringing the tree. These decorations are going to come down. We won't have the wreaths. We won't have the tree. We won't have the Advent candles. All of that will be gone. Christmas will be over. Then what? Is that a letdown? Do you think about all the time and the effort you go into getting ready for Christmas and then Christmas Day comes and look at split, it's over? Do you feel kind of depressed? Is it sad when the Christmas season Parts. What was the 
shepherd's response. When those angels departed and went into heaven. Well, the Christmas story continues this way. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and pondered what they should mean. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God. This morning in Luke chapter 2, I invite you to turn with me. I'm going to be looking at verses 15 through 20, emphasizing the response. First, the shepherd's response to this event that had just taken place. The shepherd's response. The first I would like you to note is that the shepherds respond in faith. They respond in faith. They believed the message concerning the child and his birth. Notice verse 15. And it came to pass, uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm quoting from the King James and reading from the NASB. It gets me into trouble all the time, but uh, I will read from the NASB, hopefully, but uh, I will probably float back and forth. But Luke 2.15, and it came about when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then. And now notice these words and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord had made known unto us. To see the thing that has happened. They didn't go to see if it happened. They didn't go with idle curiosity to check it out. Wow, this is a pretty amazing story. Let's go see if there's any truth to this. But rather, they say, let's go see what has happened. This thing which has come to pass. So they believed. They left in full faith. Knowing that when they were come to Bethlehem, they were going to find this child just as the scripture says, lying in a manger. The second thing that I would note for you is that they didn't just go to see a baby that was born, that was lying in a manger. They went to see the Savior, the one who was born, Christ and Lord. How do we know that from the text? Well, look at verse 15. It came about when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds began saying to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see. Now notice these words. See this thing. 
this thing. What a strange way of referring to a child. Is a child a thing? No. Because they didn't go just to see a child. They went to see the fleshing out of the proclamation. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. They came to see that truth embodied. This Savior, this Gospel, this way of salvation is what they went to see. More than just a child. This thing that God had said, this word that he had proclaimed, fulfilled in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what they went to see. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. Luke 2.11 They believed that the revelation that they had received had come from God. Luke 2.15 And it came about when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds began to say one to another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing which has come to happen, which the Lord has made known unto us. They believed that the message that they had received was in fact God's message. Was in fact God's message. They believed it. I read one commentator that made the statement, how could they have failed to believe? After all that was manifested, after they saw an angel, after they see this angelic choir, well, of course they believed. They had received this message in the most remarkable way. But faith is never ordinary. Faith is always extraordinary. Faith in itself, in the Word of God, is miraculous. It's a gift of God. For you see, not everyone who hears an angel, even, always believes. Just a chapter earlier, there is an account of Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist. Just six months prior to the birth of the Lord Jesus, he too is visited by an angel. He too hears a remarkable story, and that is that his wife, being very old, is going to give birth. And we read this account in Luke chapter 1, starting with verse 11. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him, that is Zacharias, and said to, uh, excuse me, Lord, uh, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. And Zacharias was troubled when he saw him, and fear gripped him. Same response to the angel that the shepherds had. And they were sore afraid. Here, fear gripped them. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, same words that the shepherds heard. Do not be afraid. Do not fear, Zacharias, 
For your petition has been heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you'll give him the name John. And Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this for certain? For I'm an old man and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place. Notice these words. Because you did not believe my words, which shall be fulfilled at the proper time. Zechariah, the scripture clearly states, did not believe. But the shepherds believed. They responded in faith. And of course, that's the first application that we should have for the great gospel story is, do we respond in faith? Do we believe that this message came from God? Do we believe the reality? Not just a sentimental thought, but we worship on Christmas Day a Savior who is none other than Christ, the Messiah, the one promised in the Old Testament and the Jewish people put their faith and trust in the Messiah, the Lord, the incarnated Son of God. Do you believe that? Just this week there was a high school choir that made the news because they sang Silent Night and took out all the religious uh, references in Silent Night. And uh, you listen to it, it was kind of strange, but here was Silent Night stripped of every religious reference. No holy child, no Christ, no Lord, no nothing. No virgin birth. All of it stripped away. Well, we're living in a time in which, if not literally, at least figuratively, that people are stripping away from Christmas. The virgin birth, the incarnation of the Son of God, and a Savior who has come to save a people from their sins. That's the real message of Christmas. And do you believe that? The shepherds believed it. And so, number two, the shepherds responded in action. First, the shepherds acted quickly. Verse 16. And they came in haste and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. The translations vary for the preceding verse, verse 15. King James says, And it came to pass... As the angels were gone away from them into heaven. I think that's the best translation. For the participles teach us that the action took place in conjunction with the angels' departure. As the angels were leaving, how long did that take? I imagine it was kind of like a split second. They appear out of nowhere. And I think they probably leave into nowhere. And yet, the translation is, as they are leaving, the shepherds said one to another, let us know 
Let us go now, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass. They didn't just stand in awe and say, wow, what was that? Wasn't that incredible? Did you see that? And rehearse everything they had seen. Immediate response was, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing. They responded quickly. They went with haste. They didn't take a leisurely stroll. They made a beeline and hightailed it to Bethlehem. Second, the shepherds acted persistently. Verse 16. And they came in haste and found their way to Mary. Now, here's where I like the NAS's translation. They found their way to Mary. Because the idea there in the, in the, in the uh, original is that they searched. All they know is that there is a babe lying in a manger. That's it. That's going to be the sign. So they know that the babe's going to probably be in a barn. Well, other than that, they're clueless. And so they go from place to place looking for this child. How many places they go to? I don't have a clue. How long does it take? I don't have a clue. But the emphasis is on persistence. And they looked with diligence and they found the child. Next, the shepherds acted obediently. Verse 17. And when they had seen this, again, not him, not the child, when they saw this, the embodiment of the message. Notice what they say. All of this is, is worth really noting in your Bibles. They made known the statement which had been told them about this child. They made known the statement which was made known about this child. Remember that they had been told. The angel said unto them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. The message I am giving you is a message for everyone. And the shepherds did not selfishly hoard that message. But they shared it with the people that were there. And the people that they came in contact with. I think that's why the King James says, made known abroad. Not just to those that were at the, at the uh, stable, but all that they came in contact with. But notice what they said. Verse 17. They made known the statement which they had been told about the child. The focus is on the child and the statement concerning him. Namely that he is Christ the Lord. That he is the Savior. One might think that there would have been a temptation to focus on the experience. They probably did. 
talks about angels and a heavenly choir because they had to convey how they knew this message and the credence for the message. But what we have clearly delineated in the scriptures is, but the focal point wasn't on the experience. It wasn't on the angels, which interestingly enough, today, when most people focus on this story, that's what they focus on. The angels and the miraculous appearance and and the songs. But what they focused on was this thing which has come to pass, the statement that was made, that this is Christ the Lord. That's what they focused upon. And the application I would submit to you this morning is that you should focus upon Jesus Christ when Christmas is over. And when Christmas is being celebrated. One way we try to do that as a family is we have a tradition in our family that was carried on from my family when I was growing up. When I was growing up, my mother, before we would open our presents, would recite Luke chapter 2 and tell us the meaning of Christmas. We've carried on that tradition that before we open our presents, I say to the the children in our family, the grandchildren, Luke chapter 2, even as I recited it to you this morning. This is the message of Christmas. This is what Christmas is all about. Not just the gifts, the greatest gift of all. There's nothing wrong with the tree, nothing wrong with trimming, and there's nothing wrong with all the the trappings. But don't lose sight of the central point of Christmas. A Savior has been born, who is Christ the Lord. I really want to be emphasizing this morning the need to share your faith and this message which is to be to all people. Just as the shepherds did not hoard it, we must be careful not to hoard it. You're going to have some unique opportunities. You're going to have people ask you such things as, number one, how was your Christmas? How was your Christmas? What would your response be to that? It was a blessed Christmas. We were able to rejoice in the birth of our Savior. It had such meaning for our family. Kids, your friends are going to ask you, What did you get for Christmas? Maybe you got that Power Ranger. Maybe you got that Barbie. Maybe you got that special present. But what did you get for Christmas? You know one of the things you could say? I got the gift of Jesus Christ. 
He is my Savior. God gave him to me as a gift. And you can have that gift too. Wonderful opportunities of making the proclamation central to the Word of God. Let's look at the response. First, the response of others. Luke 2.18 And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. The things that were told them. Another grammatical lesson here. Notice that things is in the plural. What the shepherds said is in the singular. It focuses on the proclamation. But the people focused on the angels and on the choir. They focused on the things, plural, not the thing, the message. And they marveled. They said, how can that be? I've never heard of such a thing. They looked at each other and said, did you see a bright light? Did you see that happen in the countryside that these shepherds are talking about? And they got caught up with all of that. And were thinking about the circumstances and the events. Now, verse 19. We've got a very important conjunction. But. But. It's a word of contrast. It's not an and. It's not a continuation of the story. It's a but. This is where the people focused. But. Here is where Mary focused. Verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Unlike those that simply wondered at what she heard, She literally took these things to heart. She applied the message. And not only did she apply the message, but she pondered it, sought to figure out what it meant in its fullness. She understood. But she too had been visited by an angel and been told that She should call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. But she was still putting it all together. And I submit to you that we as Christians are still trying to put all of this together. We're trying to understand salvation more fully. The incarnation more deeply. And well, we should. She took them to heart. One of the things that we ought to do is memorize Scripture. Take it to heart. So we can reflect on it. So we can think about it. So wherever we are, we can meditate upon it and have it to share with others. She pondered these things. 
one of the responses I hope that we will have this year is, I'm not going to be here next Sunday, but I need to tell you to read your Bible through. And part of the reason is so that you can reflect. It's our way of seeking Christ. It's our way of trying to understand more fully what God's Word has to say. Then, the last response, the shepherds return from seeing the child. The shepherds return to their work and their responsibilities. Notice verse 20. And the shepherds went back. The shepherds went back. They went back where? They went back to fields. They went back to the sheep. And they went back to obscurity. We don't even know the names of these shepherds. But they returned. They returned. After Christmas, what do we do? We go back. Go back to school. Go back to work. Go back to responsibilities and duties. There is much that we have in common with the shepherds. They went back to life as it was before the angels came. And we go back to life as it was before the tree was strung, before the reeds were hung, before all of the hoopla that takes place. We go back to life as normal. But it wasn't life as normal. Notice verse 20. Luke 2.20. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God. Those are two participles again. Not to get overly technical, but uh, they went back as an heiress. That's a complete action. They went back. But these participles are in a verb form that means continual action. They were continually praising and glorifying God. This wasn't just one unique night that happened in the lives of these shepherds, that they forgot about the rest of the time. But for the rest of their lives, they were glorifying and praising God. And let me just point out to you that that is the exact same response that the angels had. When the angels heard the news, The angel said, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God! Both elements, glorifying and praising God for what they had heard. Which is exactly what the shepherds did. Glorified and praised God for what they heard and what we should do. Glorify and praise God for the message of salvation that we have heard and we have believed. And it should characterize the rest of our lives.
So when the tree comes down, the angels depart. What is left? Are praising and glorifying God. Notice verse 20. For all that they had heard and seen. Again, the emphasis is upon the message. For notice, it does not say, word order here is extremely important. It doesn't say they glorify and praise God for everything they had seen and heard. It says everything they heard and saw. Because the seeing was subservient to the hearing. The seeing was to reinforce the message that they had heard. So they were thankful for the message and the proof of its truthfulness. Notice the end of verse 20. Just as had been told them. Just as been told them. So we are to see, once again, that the message is to be central to Christmas. So what will you do after Christmas? When life returns to normal. Back to work, back to school, back to obligations, back to duties, back to the same old way of life. Will we go back praising and glorifying God for the message of Christmas? So, conclusion. In some sense, the shepherd's story is to be our story as well. We're to respond in faith even as they responded in faith. We should be active in seeking the Lord even as they were active in seeking the Lord. Due diligence in our pouring over the Scriptures to know more about Christ and this message that we have heard. Like the shepherds, we should be telling others what we have come to know and believe. This message is to be for all people. The book of Matthew ends with the Great Commission. Go you into all the world and preach the gospel. That's our mission. That's the only proper response, or should I say the ultimate proper response. We need to be taking the message to others. And while we are about our work, we should be actively praising and glorifying God. And that doesn't mean that every five seconds you've got to say to your worker, Praise the Lord! Glory to God! Hallelujah! No, it's not always inappropriate to do that either. But you glorify God. In Matthew chapter 5, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light shine. Biblical imagery there. The glory of the Lord shone round about them. They were illumined. Your life 
can be a light to those around you. Pointing to Jesus Christ as they see your good works, as they see the transformation of your life, as they see your love, your concern, your compassion, as they see your righteousness and holiness, as they see that your faith in this gospel story is authentic. It has changed you. And you have embraced Jesus as your Savior. And light will shine into their hearts by the grace of God. And the result is that God will be glorified. May God be glorified in our sharing the good news of Jesus Christ in our word and in our actions as we go about our daily business. Let's pray. Almighty God, I thank you for this message, this message of salvation, this good news that comes to all that there has been a Savior who was born, who is Christ the Lord. Oh God, if there would have been any other way for salvation to come, it would have come that way. To think of the ultimate sacrifice of the Son of God taking upon Himself humanity so that He could die on a cross so that our sins could be forgiven teaches us, oh God, that there is salvation no other way. And so I certainly say to anyone who has gathered here this morning, if you have never embraced the central, the key, the core element of the Christmas message, and that is a Savior has been born, that you are invited to place your faith and trust in. And I say, would you today acknowledge your need of a Savior and confess Jesus as your Savior, the one who will take away your sin, the one who will bring peace to you, peace in relationship to God, May you know this peace. May your mind be settled. May you be certain in your heart that today all the wrongdoing you've done has been forgiven. The guilt has been washed away. And when you die, you will be in the presence of God solely because of what Jesus Christ has done. Believe that message today. Trust in Jesus Christ. If there's anyone here this morning who today wants to Respond to that message. You hadn't previously, but today is the day you're going to place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Would you quickly just raise your hand? I want to pray for you, not by name or I'm not going to single you out, but I just want to know that that you have done that. I'm going to be praying for you. Anybody at all? Quickly, would you raise your hand if you're making that, that decision today? Thank you. Anybody else? Anyone else? Our Father, we are thankful for this. One who raised their hand this morning. We pray for the redeeming grace to be manifested in the life of that individual. May they really understand and appropriate the truths of the gospel story. Lord, be with us all. Help us to enjoy Christmas in all of its trappings. But, oh Lord, help us to maintain the integral message of Christmas, a Savior being born. And, oh Lord, help us to take that message to others. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.